everybody, and welcome in. Double T here, and I'd like to welcome everybody from here and around the globe. And I want to say, see, I told you so. Today, folks, I want to take a moment out and lift our hearts up and lift our prayers up for the good people of Ukraine who are going through a very terrible time right now under awful, awful circumstances for what this monster Vladimir Putin is doing. Um, It's got to stop. And I will say only one thing about this. If you think Putin is going to stop at Ukraine, you're absolutely crazy. And if somebody doesn't stand up to this monster now, knowing that China is in bed with this guy, and China owns the U.S. as it stands, bigger problems lie ahead. If somebody doesn't stand up and put this no-fly zone in because they're afraid of engaging with Russian planes for fear of World War III, Trust me, folks, World War III is the least of our problems. So somebody better have the balls to stand up to this guy and put his ass down. So I want to move on to the See I Told You So portion of our show, which is our whole show. If you notice, every time I close my show, I say something which is... If you have the opportunity to do a random act of kindness, take that opportunity for if we all do a random act of kindness, the world would be a much better place to live. Well, today's show, folks, we are going to focus in on exactly that. We're going to take some isolated incidents of random acts of kindness that people do that really make a difference in our world. And our first story comes right here out of my hometown, Chicopee, Massachusetts, about a gentleman who does a very special thing. And let's talk about this. This happened last Easter, still continues. Instead of a visit from the Easter Bunny, children who also live at Cabot Manor, received a special delivery from the bike ferry. Springfield mechanic Robert Chartland and Chicopee police officers showed up Easter morning with 20 reconditioned bicycles to give to children. What I did today on Easter was the best thing. The kids were so happy, Chartland said, and they had a good time. A couple of the kids said we love you for what you did. As a child, Charlin said he remembers all the children in his neighborhood riding bicycles. Now he worries children, especially those who have families who cannot afford bikes, are sitting inside, inside beautiful weather, playing video games. The games he fears promotes crime and violence, as well as cause obesity in children. Chartland stated, reconditioning bicycles about 10 years ago after learning 
Sister Joyce Wise was looking into a few bicycles for the children she was teaching. That expanded when teachers at a few Springfield public schools were looking for bicycles to give students. This year I wanted to go bigger with this and we started a web page. From there, television stations picked up the story and then donations of used and even new bicycles started pouring into the Lindale garage, the Springfield Automotive Shop where Charlin works as a mechanic. He started working on them and at the same time called one of his close friends, Springfield police officer, and talked to him about how he could get them into the hands of kids. The police officer, who had been a Chicopee police officer for eight years and patrols on the overnight shift in the downtown area, recommended Cabot Manor. By Sunday, Chartland had 20 bicycles along with a few toddler bikes and a large outdoor toys reconditioned and ready to ride. He loaded them onto his trailer and he and police officer Savanace and police officer Fop who also works the earlier shift in the area of Cabot Manor and knows the children better, showed up at the complex. When they arrived, there were only a few kids outside despite the warm sunny weather, but the three talked about some of the adults and children at the complex and quickly found all the children that needed bikes. In a short time, 20 kids were on the sidewalk around Stonia Drive and looping around Plant Circle on their new bicycles. It was great, one of the boy told me. All of their bikes had been stolen, he said. Silvernace said that he had been working in that area for several years and know that there are a lot of kids who live there. I want to get these kids outside more. Makes the childhood better, he said. I think a lot of kids miss out when they don't have a bike. They ran out of bikes, but Charlin promised to return in a week or so when he had more to fix up and get them ready. Meanwhile, Sabonese said that he has some other ideas of other spots to take Charlin when he's ready to give away more bicycles. That's what he wants to do, and I'll take him around the city, he said. Charlin said he first started fixing bikes to fill a void in his life. When his daughter was nine, he won full custody of her and wanted to keep his daughter safe and busy. So he signed her up for Girl Scouts and softball and would go there with her to ensure she was safe. He was already working full-time as a mechanic and part-time as a bouncer. Then his daughter's Girl Scouts needed a leader and he was drafted. And then the softball team needed a coach, and he did that too. But his daughter, who is now 23, eventually grew up and found different interests, meaning his life wasn't as busy. So he started fishing bicycles and giving them away. Over the last six years, he has given away 88 bicycles, he said and I'm going to keep doing it as long as I can physically do it. 
Charlin said he was recently diagnosed with a neurodegenerative brain disease caused by multiple concussions he suffered during his years of work as a bouncer. The condition is terminal, but doctors do not have any diagnosis as to much time he has. He does sometimes suffer weakness on his right side, and it does cause problems with his speech. Now that Chartland says he wants to expand his operation, he's beginning the process of turning his operation into an official nonprofit organization so people can take a tax write-off when they donate bikes or money to help him buy parts. He learned that it costs money to set up a 501c3 nonprofit and is raising the money on a GoFundMe account called Pedal Through Youth Startup. And as of Monday, they had raised $2,810 with a goal of $6,000. The money would cover the legal, state, and accounting fees and help him purchase the parts, probably a rim straightening machine for wheels. At the same time, Recent publicity that came from a television report about his efforts to give away bicycles has also prompted people to donate dozens of bicycles. AAA has also offered to help sponsor his effort, and he is hoping to be able to get some helmets to give children along with their bicycles. Now, tell me that's not a heartwarming story about a random act of kindness done by a man with a terminal brain disease. Our second story came from Blessed Media. The picture says it all. It's a picture of a man standing at a restaurant kitchen pot and pan sink with his back towards you scrubbing pots and pans. The story starts like this. He came into my restaurant asking me for some money. I looked at him and asked him, why don't you have a job? You're strong and healthy from what it appears. Nothing was ever given to me for free, right? The man responded, I have a lot of felonies. Nobody wants to hire me because of that. I had to turn to the streets. I had to start stealing and robbing in order to survive. I was short-staffed that day, so I asked him, Do you want to work? His eyes opened up wide, and a big smile came across his face. And he said to me, Yes. He said, I will do anything for some food. So, for two weeks now, he has been on time for his two-hour shift. Imagine that, two-hour shift. He helps me with taking out the trash, doing the dishes. I pay him at the end of each shift. And you know what he decides to do? Is to spend it at the restaurant for some nice warm food. I offer it to him for free because he works here, but he refuses. So I discounted it all. He told me today that he enjoys being able to finally pay for it. The moral of the story is to do something nice for someone, no matter what their situation is. 
even if they are asking for some spare change because we really don't know what their story is or what they're going through and everybody deserves a second chance. Moral of the story. Let me tell you something, folks. You never know what weight somebody is carrying. You never know what the situation is and appearances can be very deceiving. One of the things that is near and dear to my heart is people that are struggling in recovery. So as a boss all of my life, I have always hired anybody that was in recovery and working hard to maintain their sobriety because that's important to me. And I will always give an addict a second chance because I'm grateful for that in my life because it affected somebody that I deeply cared about. And that is my way of giving thanks and paying it forward. And you all should pay it forward for the good things that have been bestowed upon you. Okay? Let's get to story number three. This is perhaps my favorite story. And I'm sorry that I am a little bit late with this. And I'm actually trying to connect with this man. I've sent him an email and I haven't heard back from him yet. Um, I actually got this story from designated Dr. Belinda Kendall's site. And she is the CEO and founder of Promise Media Group out in California. And this is a story about a gentleman named Daryl Davis. And I have been trying to get a hold of Daryl Davis and I'm going to continue to try to get a hold of him because I want him on my show. Because what this man did is one of the most incredible things that I have ever heard in my life and I'm going to share it with you right now directly from Dr. Kendall's article. Daryl Davis was once an aspiring and successful musician. He still performs today. He had played with Chuck Berry, B.B. King, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Muddy Waters. However, his true claim to fame, the legacy that he has forged, came in a very different way. He went out of his way to befriend KKK Grand Wizard Roger Kelly. He spent years building trust between them, laying the foundation of what became a friendship. They broke bread at each other's tables. They welcomed each other into their homes. Davis even went as far as attending Klan rallies as a guest of Kelly. Most importantly, Davis cultivated an atmosphere of listening. He did not hate Kelly because Kelly hated him. Instead, he listened to Roger Kelly and eventually Kelly started listening to him. This led to the two realizing they had far more in common 
than not. In the end, Kelly denounced his ties to the KKK, so much so that he handed his hood and his robe to Daryl Davis. In total, Davis has seen over 200 Klan members walk away from the KKK and hand over their robes and hoods to Daryl. Daryl Davis is a world changer, replacing hate with love because love conquers hate every single time. Now, that's three stories, three small, short stories about what random acts of kindness can do and the impact that it can have on a people, on a community, and on a person. Now, if we do that in our daily lives, imagine how great the world could be. Imagine, John Lennon sings, imagine if all the people lived in harmony, imagine If people didn't see color, imagine if we were all one, imagine. And you know something? It's a brilliant song. And if I could, if I had the rights to play it, I would. Because that would be a perfect way to end this podcast. So, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this in the best possible fashion that I can. Ladies and gentlemen, when you have the opportunity to perform a random act of kindness for a stranger, take that opportunity because remember, you don't know the weight that somebody else is carrying. You don't know what somebody else has gone through, what they're going through. And you don't know how big of an impact you can have on somebody's life. So ladies and gentlemen, a short podcast today, but a good, uplifting, tug-at-your-heart podcast. And I hope you enjoyed what we did today. I remind you, as always, do your due diligence. Keep washing your hands. Mask up when you think it's necessary. And stay safe out there. And in the words of John Lennon, imagine. This is Double T saying, we'll see you next time, folks.